Welcome to the Modern Elder Woman Podcast. We are here today to start a conversation, to assemble resources, to build a community. This podcast is for empowered women in midlife and beyond who are preparing for or in the midst of a powerful third age. My name is Amy A. Palmer. I am your host and facilitator for our conversations. All women are welcome here. And we will also be highlighting and spotlighting all the women over 45 who are living an untraditional lifestyle, who I like to call the blueprint breakers. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the conversation. Would love to hear from you. Love your feedback, your ideas, your suggestions, or if you'd like to be part of a future episode, you can reach me at amy at amyapalmer.com. Today's topic is, do you need a sabbatical? Now, before we jump into the episode, I do want to take a moment to thank you. Thank you, thank you for sharing this podcast with your friends, for going into wherever you listen to this podcast and rating it, reviewing it, subscribing to it, and downloading it. Uh, I, I have found out that the algorithms work by not only how many new subscribers do I get, but um, how long they listen to each episode and whether or not they download it. So as you may know, my vision for the Modern Elder Woman podcast is to really grow and expand this into a, a community. And in order to do that, we need to build our audience. So thank you for sharing this podcast with your friends. And now... Let's talk about sabbaticals. The definition of sabbatical is an extended period of time away from work. Now, I know in some areas like in academia, it it is a somewhat known practice. I'm not sure how common. Uh, And there are some places that actually offer sabbaticals to their workers or their teams. But in most cases, like in corporate America, and most people do not have sabbaticals offered uh, wherever they they work. Um, But I wanted to talk about sabbaticals today in order to not only share my experience with the recent sabbatical that I've taken, and talk a little bit about the why behind it. Why did I do it? What was the need? Uh, I also am going to touch on coping, coping up leading up to your sabbatical when, when you're not able to do it right away or et cetera. uh, And you're really struggling in the meantime, how do you cope during the dark days? And then as we wrap up today, I'm going to walk you through a little bit of how-tos based on what my experience was, how to create and take a sabbatical for yourself. Do you need a sabbatical? Let's take a step back and figure that out together. And one way to do that 
is taking a look at our modern elder woman wheel of life. I've talked about it in previous episodes. We have it down to six categories of life. So I'm going to walk you through those categories uh, very briefly. And the idea is, as you think about each category, where do you fall on a scale of contentment or health or whatever within that category on a scale of one to 10, one being really, really, really seriously suffering like crisis type situation, 10 being flying high, just doing awesome, et cetera. Uh, so in order to figure out whether or not a sabbatical is something that you need, let's take it category by category and figure it out. So the first category in our wheel of life is fun, fun. Now in the category of fun, I include things like friendships, um, friendships, hobbies, passions, um, dating and relationships, um, all of the things that can bring fun and joy in your life. So on a scale of one to 10 right now, where do you fall? Next category, fulfillment. So with fulfillment, I'm looking for your career. Where, where do you stand in your career, your job, being connected to a purpose, being connected to making an impact? All of those things are part of fulfillment. Where do you fall on a scale of one to 10? Family. Now, family can be defined however you choose to define it. But how do things look for you in regards to your family? Quality time, connection, your relationship on a scale of 1 to 10. Fitness. Now, under fitness, I'm looking at physical health and emotional health and well-being and wellness. So how are you feeling physically and emotionally right now on a scale of one to 10? Future, where do you fall on the scale in terms of being set for your future financially, in terms of planning, in terms of caregiving, in terms of all the things that need to be in place in order to have a stable and healthy retirement and beyond? Last but not least, of course, faith. That's your connection to whatever you define it as, spirit, source, God. Uh, are you connected? Are, are you in tune? Is it giving you comfort? Is it something you even think about? Where do you fall on a scale of 1 to 10? So think about it. Take a pen and paper out. Each category, fun, fulfillment family, fitness, future, and faith. How does each category rate for you? Now, for me, when I went through these categories for myself several months ago, and most of most, if not all of last year, I re re rated below five in every single category every single category. Some were definitely in the crisis state. So 
as you go through it, fun, fulfillment, family, fitness, future, and faith, and you rate yourself on a scale of one to 10, if you are below five in most of these areas or all of these areas, I would say the answer to the question, do you need a sabbatical, is yes. Now, why take a sabbatical? What is the purpose of doing such a thing? The purpose would be rest, clarity, healing, time, just just taking a time out and a pause. Regarding my own story, I actually had thoughts of taking a sabbatical prior to 2020. Actually, in 2019, I remember thinking about it because I was just weary. I was tired. I was working very, very hard and had been forever. I had never had a period of unemployment um, during my entire adult life. So, you know, I had been working nonstop uh, with nothing more than at, at most a couple of weeks vacation, but I was just very mentally tired and had the beginning thoughts of taking a break at that point in 2019. Then the pandemic hit. And with the pandemic, actually things, uh, things temporarily went on pause and actually felt good for a while. And I think in hindsight, in hindsight, because there, it was a little bit of a pause, it was a little bit like some of the pressure was taken off to being um, achieving and accomplishing and doing all the time because everybody was in the same boat. And because I couldn't go anywhere for a while, and then even when things started to open up, you were limited on where you could go. I didn't feel guilty about not going places. So things sort of stayed status quo for a while. And then post pandemic is when things got to really be tough for me. I, I use the term post pandemic loosely, um, but in 2021, as things started to open up more and more, that's when I started to feel uh, a wave of depression coming my way. Um, I have had depression on and off uh, throughout my adult years, and it's typically manageable. It's typically situational and very temporary. Um, I've managed it with medication once in my life when it was um, at, at an extremely high level. Um, so I've, I've sort of learned to cope through depression you know, throughout my adult years. Um, but in 2021, it was, it was, uh, looking like it was go it, it was rough. It was going to be rougher than I had experienced before. Uh, I was also experiencing anxiety. Anxiety is a more recent struggle of mine that, uh, I've only been ex experiencing anxiety since menopause, um, so, <laughs> you know, just another, another treat there. Uh, but as, as things started to open up around me, I 
just felt an overwhelming sense of doom and gloom and just sort of like nothingness ahead of me. Uh, I didn't know what I, what I wanted to do, where I wanted to go. I was miserable, you know, miserable in my job. I uh, had a very inactive social life. I had gained more weight than I had ever gained in my life. Not a lot of social connection, not a lot of joy, and not a lot of energy to even think about it or do anything about it. Uh, so, so that's that's the state that I was in in 2021. And sometime around the fall-ish, maybe summer, fall-ish of 2021 is when I decided to really make it happen in terms of taking a sabbatical, taking a break. And I'll be completely frank with you, for me, it felt felt like a crisis situation. It felt like I had to take a break, that there, I didn't really have an option. Like it was something that I just knew in every fiber of my being that this was something that I had to do. So that's what led me um, to the decision uh, to take a sabbatical. Now, however, I wasn't prepared to do so, as m- most people are not. Um, I I couldn't, you know, I, I had bills to pay, I had rent, it's very expensive to live in California. Um, so I, I, it was something I had to plan for. And it took many, many months, it was probably, uh, I don't know, eight to nine months of planning and getting set up and getting ready to take my sabbatical and to make that happen. So in my planning, what I did was first and foremost, I had to figure out a very aggressive savings plan. Uh, What was I going to do to save as much money as I possibly could cut back on as much expenditures as I possibly could. Uh, I was luckily I was fortunate where I was, was, and still am, you know, debt free. So that was very, very helpful, Uh, you know, other than just your daily normal living expenses. But I still needed to think about, you know, how was I going to live? How was I going to survive? So I had to save a lot of money. I had to think about what it could look like. Like, what did, what does this mean? Where would I go? What would I do? Um, How would that work? Now, for me, I was extremely blessed that I have family and friends who are, have been, and are extremely supportive of this. I I was, I was honest. I told, you know, my family, I need to take a break. Uh, I need to give up my apartment. Uh, I need a place to stay. I need to, you know, have a place to keep my stuff. Uh, my brother and my sister-in-law were hugely generous in letting me, you know, basically saying, sure, come here, no problem. And just the relief of knowing that I could do that, that I had a soft place to land uh, was frankly life-saving for me. 
and a huge, huge blessing, like a, uh, uh, you know, to just to know that I, that I had that. So I had to make those plans on, on what that was going to look like. So as it came to be time, my sabbatical, uh, was to start in June of this year, 2022. I had to, yes, get rid of my apartment. I had to downsize my belongings. I got rid of or donated or sold almost everything that I own, at least every large thing. I was trying to get everything I own to fit into something very small. I ended up using a U-Haul U-Box to ship my stuff uh, across the country to New Jersey, to where my brother and my sister-in-law live. And so I had to take care of all of all of that. Now, the challenge was doing it while being very depressed, extremely low energy, and still having a job and, and a career that required a high level of energy and a high intense amount of focus at that same time. So it was, it took everything in me to get, to, to go through that season of life. But I set myself up uh, with a goal of a 90 day summer sabbatical. I was going to take June, July, and August off. That was my plan. Uh, no working, no income generating, um, no huge expectations or huge plans on what was going to happen in those 90 days other than the fact that I would spend that time with family members and close friends on the East coast that I haven't spent a lot of quality time with since before the pandemic. And in some cases, since before I moved to California. So my goal was to reconnect with the people that I love the most and to do whatever it took to heal uh, myself and rejuvenate I was looking for mind, body, and spirit healing all the way around. And what I was hoping for was to get clarity on my future and this next phase of life. Uh, I I wasn't looking forward to it. I was not looking forward to it. Um, getting older has been tough. And, you know, thinking about what's coming next, especially as a blueprint br- breaker, you know, without a partner, without a family of my own, it, it meant that, you know, on, on the downside, it meant that I didn't have anything grounding me to what was to happen in the future. Uh, that's the downside. And in my worst moments, that's where my thoughts were going. Uh, on the upside, it meant clean slate, infinite possibilities that I could go in any direction whatsoever. And it didn't matter. There, there were like one good thing about being part of a demographic that is, you know, slightly invisible by society and culture um, and, and, and extremely undervalued um, is that there's no expectation of you anymore. Like you, you, there's no, there's, you know, it, nobody really cares. So you can do what you want and create the future that you want. So my goal was to figure that out. I knew I had to turn myself around and I knew I had to do it 
for my own sake and for the sake of my future. One thing that I decided to do was to document my journey along the way. So I created a vlog uh, and my vlog is actually at amyapalmer.blog. Um, so my purpose in doing that was for my own sake, but also to share with others. I, I've spent many, many years in shame over various aspects of my life, you know, not, not doing what I quote was supposed to do, uh, and always wanting to put the best face forward and not necessarily sharing the darkest, the toughest, the biggest hurdles. So it, in having my blog, it was also an exercise in being transparent and being vulnerable and seeing where that took me and seeing if that in itself brought some healing, uh, which it did. I mean, it, it opened a lot of connections for me with other people. I heard from many, many, many people who connected to what I had to say and connected to my journey. Uh, and it, it actually helped me to accomplish a lot of what I wanted to accomplish. The experience itself was not all sunshine and rainbows, but yet it was very transformative as I was hoping that it would be. Uh, something that I'm not sure that I've made clear so far in my story is part of my decision, and I didn't come out and say this because it was just sort of Im implied in what I, as I was talking, uh, I left my job uh, my that I had been, you know, a, a job that I had been in for years, a career that I've built over a long time and have seen a, a good amount of success uh, and um, decently compensated and stable and reasonably secure. So that was part of, you know, launching into this sabbatical too. So not only did I want to experience and enjoy this three month break, I wanted to do so without anxiety and worry about the future since I did not have a job to go back to. And I was mostly successful in that area. I would occasionally have moments of fear and worry that would, that would trickle in. Uh, but mostly I, I did not. The experience itself was very freeing. How, how did I spend my time? I, you know, as I mentioned, I spent a lot of great quality time with loved ones and doing a lot of fun things, a lot of time connecting and reconnecting with nature. I spent time at the beach. I spent time uh, in the woods and in the mountains and in parks and everywhere I went, I looked for local parks and local gardens and things like that, and just found being outside and being connected to nature was incredibly he healing for me um, and re-energizing. I had a lot of focus on my physical health and activity. Uh, I, I you know, was part of a program that 
uh, really resonated with me in terms of getting healthier. So I was really able to embrace that over the summer and really focused on getting a lot of physical activity with, uh, with walking and swimming and kayaking and just, you know, trying to find ways uh, to reconnect with my body and to be more physical again. I had a lot of opportunity to clear my mind. I did a lot of journaling. I did a lot of listening to audiobooks and absorbing content like podcasts and uh, just listening to, you know, other people's wisdom and learnings and direction and found a lot of inspiration in that. Um, I also found that I had to fight against my tendency to constantly want to be doing something and achieving something, like learning to be still, learning to be in the moment. Uh, you know, and I, and I did some of that through meditating. Uh, I discovered Reiki, which was very healing and opened up a lot for me. Uh, I really expanded on meditating and yoga and different things to just really try to get connected to being still. I stayed very open to finding guides and mentors and they, they showed themselves to me. There, there, there were definitely some people through this time who supported me, lifted me up, and then also gave me a lot of guidance and help and support and opened my eyes to new things. So the, ni the 90 days uh, in some ways was a really long time. And in other ways it went very, very quickly, but it, it just felt wonderful. It, it felt wonderful not to be trying to force things to happen and making things happen. Uh, and even though I had a desired outcome on what I wanted to happen at the end of this, which I was looking for clarity and I wanted to be able to have a plan and I wanted to be healed, mind, body, and spirit. I wanted all those things to happen, but to slowly but surely learn to release the tendency to try to push those things and make those things happen. And what I found started to happen is things just started to flow. Things just started to happen uh, and things started to unfold and I didn't have to, I didn't have to put in a lot of, I didn't have to exert myself. <laughs> Even plans for what was going to happen with generating income after the sabbatical opportunities came to me. Um, and I, you know, set, a lot of opportunities came to me that were not in alignment for where I wanted to go. So it was a lot of similar opportunities to the things I've done before, uh, some high level, high stress corporate executive roles. Uh, and, you know, I started down the road of some interview processes and then those just didn't feel right. Um, and so I just continued to keep myself open and ended up with what I consider some really wonderful projects that I'm currently a part of that are in, in alignment with who I am and what I want to do and et cetera. So all of that really came together nicely. I closed out my sabbatical with 
a ceremony because I was I was so incredibly grateful for this experience that I had. Um, and I, I understand the huge amount of privilege and the huge amount of blessing um, that I had in order to be able to experience this. I, I, I get that to the depth of my soul, I get that. So I was overcome with gratitude. And so I did sort of create my own little ceremony uh, at the end of the sabbatical where I really was able not only to honor, to honor what I experienced, um, including the, the tougher times, but also to clarify and honor sort of some of the ahas that I had, some of the awakenings, some of the ideas, some of the plans that I had as, as a result of that time. So for me, it was a very worthwhile experience and um post sabbatical has also been great no, nothing's perfect it's not a it's not a linear upward mobility kind of a situation it's ups and downs like always but i absolutely feel like i'm back to closer to me to my true self and who I want to be and a vision for this next phase of my life. And to be honest, that's part of where this podcast was born out of was some of the vision and the passion that I got as I thought about what comes next. So that was, that was my experience. And so now I'd love to talk through a little bit about how other people, if you determined that you need a sabbatical in some way. Let's take a look at how, how can you make that happen? Before we dive into how you can prepare for and take a sabbatical of your own, I would like to take a moment to talk about how to cope during those dark days. Now, I'm not you know, I, I am not a medical professional, obviously. So, you know, depending on, depending on your own situation, I absolutely recommend getting that, the help and support that you need uh, from a medical professional, a therapist, you know, whatever it takes. I just wanted to share a little bit about how did I get through those times knowing that I couldn't take a sabbatical right away and I was really struggling and had a lot that I had to do. Um, how did I get through that? And I'll, I'll, th there's, a there's a few ways. One is I tried to find the joy wherever I could without any pressure, expectation, or anything. So for me, the things that gave me joy, but that didn't take a lot of energy is I love going to movies. Um, so... I, I would, you know, go to a movie and just sort of in, enjoy that time. I would go listen to live music and, and soak up the goodness there. Uh, or I also had a, a membership at a local spa resort that I would go and spend some time at just sort of relaxing and just connecting and just trying to, you know, really get through things as best as I possibly could. Uh, I also leaned on experts. I became a member of uh, Brendan 
Bouchard's Growth Day, uh, which is an, a personal development app. Uh, and it exposed me to personal development uh, coaches from all walks of life, various specialties, and several of them really resonated with me and offered me hope and inspiration and aspiration, like Mel Robbins, like Glow Atanmo. And when I didn't have enough belief in myself and when I was feeling doom and gloom, I would listen to one of them and it would help. Didn't cure me, but it helped me. Like it helped me get through that day um, or, or get me through the next couple of hours. Uh, as far as work, um, I, I, <laughs> I did my best to focus on what I loved about my job. And some days I was better at doing that than others. But what I loved about my job was my team, my people, serving them, taking care of them, um, helping them to be able to do what they needed to do and, you know, helping them to grow and advance in their careers. So I did what I could to spend as much of my time just doing that and tried to get through the other stuff um, that I would also have to do, but just focus on, you know, what I loved most. So, and I, you know, and I, I was kind to myself. I tried to be kind to myself during this time. So I would chunk things and especially when it came time to start having to do a lot of physical stuff with packing up my stuff and things like that, I would take it one small step at a time and just really paste it out as best as I could. So when I had long, intense days, I tried to put breaks in. Uh, I tried to you know, make sure that I was getting enough rest at night as best as I could. Uh, so those were the things um, that I did to cope when things were really dark and really tough as I waited to take my sabbatical. So now let's talk about how you can take a sabbatical. Now, you don't have to take three months off. You don't have to quit your job. You don't have to move across country and get rid of all your belongings. I did kind of take things sort of to the nth degree uh, in my own personal situation. And, but for me, that's what I needed. Like, I, I you know, in terms of you know, as I said, it, this was a life saving pivot that I was making. Uh, to go into a completely different direction. I don't think that everybody necessarily wants that or needs that to still be able to enjoy and benefit from the experience of taking a sabbatical. And I do think that a lot of the women that I cross paths with would benefit from taking a pause, taking a time out, uh, having some quiet time, and just being still. If that is you, uh, uh, let's talk about some, you know, how you can do that. So I, I'm using an acronym, RESTORE. RESTORE is the acronym that I've put together for how to build, how to plan and build your own sabbatical. So let's start with the first R. R stands for readiness, getting ready for it. First of all, how much time can you take? How much time do you need? You know, maybe it's a month or three months. Maybe it's a weekend. Maybe it's a day. Maybe it's a half a day. 
doesn't doesn't really matter. But the, the point is to think about how much time can you take for yourself for the purpose of restoring, healing, um, and getting back to your true self. So with readiness, you're looking at your time, you're looking at your finances. Do you need to save up for it? Is it something you need to plan for? Can you start eliminating unnecessary expenses now? Um, I'm mind blown by how much I save just by going through and unsubscribing to certain apps, uh, looking at my streaming services, like all the automatic expenses that were hitting my account every month. So I went, I went through that. Um, and just really trying to set yourself up, you know, for minimal expenses. What, what does, what would it take for you to be able to take this time? What kind of financial plan do you need to have? Do you need to look at your living situation like I did? And what are, what are the options there? Um, do you want to spend this time completely alone or with others or a combination? For me, it was a combination. Most of my sabbatical ended up being around other people because I was no longer living alone um, anywhere that I went. Uh, and I did find that I had to build in some alone time because I've lived alone for many years. And these last few years since pandemic time, I've been spending the majority of my time alone. So it was a little bit of a shock to the system to then all of a sudden uh, not be alone at all. Uh, but it's something to think about. Do you, do you want it to be alone? Do you want it to be with other people? And how much of that? So that's that's R for readiness. E, elicit support. You need those around you to support you in this. Uh, and, and if they don't, keep looking until you find those that do. Um, if you're a blueprint breaker like myself, or even if you're not, if you're just uber independent like myself, it's really difficult to ask other people for help. It's really difficult to rely on other people. And that has been a huge um, learning for me this year and through this sabbatical is because I've really been leaning on others. I'm literally relying on other people to put a roof over my head for the first time since I was a child. Um, so it, 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 it's important to have that support around you and to be ready and willing to lean on others. That's the E, elicit support. S is strategize. So it's about thinking about it ahead of time. What is your goal and your vision for this time off? Uh, what do you, what, what do you want it to to do for you? What's your desired outcome? What do you want the, you know, the experience to have been like? Yeah, you know, just giving a little bit of thought on that piece. That's S for strategize. T is treasures. Treasures is just sort of playing around in your mind on how do you want to spend that time? What is going to bring you the healing? You know, is it just you want to get caught up on your sleep? 
you know, is it that you want to do a lot of journaling? You want to write something? You want to read books? Do you want to get out in nature? Do you want to listen to music? Do you want to dance? Like, what is it that you want to do that's going to bring you the joy and bring you the healing during this time? And and be open to new ideas and trying new new things and new experiences. O is Operation Go. And that's just make it happen. Put it on the calendar, commit to it. Um, you know, the, block this time out. Like I said, half day, day, weekend, week, month, three months, year, whatever. Whatever you are designing, commit to it. Operation Go. R is reject expectations. So this seemingly contradicts, you know, sort of my S and strategize and my O and Operation Go. Uh, and it, I, I'm deliberately contradicting. Re, let go of, you know, your your clear expectations. You can think about it. You can have ideas about it, but then just be comfortable with however it plays out. You want to keep yourself open to being in the moment and not thinking about making things happen or doing things, etc. So reject expectations. And last but not least, the E is experience. And experience as the verb, not as the noun. So as I mentioned, the outcome and the results of this time out, this pause, this rest uh, is not going to be immediate. And it may not even be super clear to you right away. It may take a while for things to start to form, but just experience it, relish in it, savor the moments, uh, savor the experience. So to recap, our acronym is RESTORE. We're looking at readiness, elicit support, strategize, treasures, operation go, reject expectations, and experience. I'd love to hear from hear your thoughts and hear any ideas that this has stimulated for you and whether or not you you need a full-fledged sabbatical or just a little bit of time to yourself would love to hear how that goes for you thank you for joining us for today's episode of the modern elder woman podcast do you need a sabbatical please join our facebook group and join our conversation and thank you for sharing this episode with your friends, go ahead and rate, review, and subscribe, and I will talk to you next week.